I'm Joe Reed, and this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. I have Alan Minskoff this week. He is a contributor to Audiophile, and we have fiction. We have nonfiction this week. We're getting all the things he's been listening to. And we started with a novel yesterday, and today... We are listening to a biography of one of America's most famous eaters and cooks, James Beard, and it is called The Man Uh Who Ate Too Much. Uh, and before I go even another second, I must compliment Daniel Henning, whose work I did not know well, but all of a sudden I've listened to three of his narrations, and he's very fine in this. He's graceful and careful, and it's a tough subject. This is James Beard, the James Beard that we did not know, the homosexual life of James, Be- James Beard, in addition to the, the biography and how he came to be who he, who he became. And the author is? John Birdsell who, ironically enough, considering he is, he is now giving us this, you know, James Beard complete life, he won a couple of James Beard awards. So, And mm. he's a very good writer. He's very good with words. So this is a week of outstanding writers, I might say. Yeah, he's a restaurant critic. He is, and he's been on the West Coast. Yeah, so tell us about what he reveals in this book. Well, he gives you the entire life of James Beard from his Oregon beginnings to uh, his horrible leaving of Reed College in the early years of Reed College because of an, I guess, an alleged affair with a faculty member. He was thrown out. And of course, James Beard's mother was an enormous influence on him. She loved cooking. She ran a, a little hotel in Portland. And then James Beard, in the, in, in the beginning, and this probably won't surprise you, wanted to be an actor. Uh, he was very interested in, in, in theater and in theatrics. And he sort of almost accidentally became a renowned chef. We shouldn't forget that this man was larger than life, six foot three, 300 pounds, the dean of American cookery. And he was a committed and lifetime uh, connoisseur, and uh, although he wouldn't like the word gourmet, but he was certainly the most influential uh, food writer of his day. Very, very interesting. And of course, there, you know, his day is mid-century America, and America is really finding its food feet during that time. It, it truly is. There are two things simultaneously happening in, in this biography. One is it's post-World War II, a very difficult time to be a homosexual man in America. So Beard had to hide that part of himself. And two, American food is, is going through this very sort of, you know, generalizing, homogenizing period of uh, the 1950s uh, when people are eating TV dinners. So James Beard occurs during this time and he becomes this outsized figure who writes books, who writes columns, even pitches products. And all along, he's trying to live his life, you know, with his circle of friends. And there were lots of other, you know, people in the food world who are homosexuals as well. But it it is a time when this is not public information. And in fact, he had to hide this. And it was very hard on him. So you have this sort of sensuality of eating and and food and juxtaposed with a life that in other ways had to be publicly suppressed. Precisely. And he's an extraordinarily public man. You remember he did television. Mm-hmm. He did columns for the major food magazines. Uh, he did, he probably wrote more. Although one of the, the, the dark parts of this, this book is you learn that Beard was not generous about his writing. He was, he used other people's work and didn't always credit it. 
and he took a lot of editing. Now, of course, he's a food writer, so we, we don't expect him to be, you know, uh, a novelist. But his his character is remarkable. He travels the world. He writes enormous books. You forget that, you know, he writes books with two, three, four hundred recipes in them. He is, also has an outsized sense of mm. energy. Interesting. And why don't we hear a little? Yes, and I think you'll like this section because this is this is the thesis. Okay. <laughs> this is The Man Who Ate Too Much by John Birdsall, read by Daniel Henning. James Beard was American food, its pleasures and excesses, its beauty and simplicity. He was one of the most famous people in America, and he was terrified that the public would find out who he really was. To the small circle of New York's food world, the fact that James Beard was gay was an open secret. To most everyone else in America in the 1950s and 1960s, the people who bought his cookbooks and read his articles and showed up to his cooking classes, his queerness would have been problematic, to say the least. So it's this whole business of what you reveal, what you conceal, living out loud, but really nobody knowing you at all. Which, which makes for a fascinating listen, really, because, uh, yeah. like I said, this is a performance, and I, I said in the review that, that it's performed with grace and care. So he's a, he is an empathetic performer of this narration, because you could very easily be dismissive, and he's not at all. He tries to really understand. He does a lot of nonfiction, and he does it very, very well, Daniel Henning. Yeah, I've just discovered him in the last, you know, three or four months, and uh, I'm I'm going to listen to more of his work because yeah. he does. I mean, even the dullest stuff he made, not this, but I listened to. Uh, I think we talked about it last month. I listened to sort of a how-to w- of with him voicing, and he does uh, does fine work. But I will never, I'll never think of Beard in the same way again. I think I, you know, I feel more for him now than 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 I did before. And before, I just thought he, you know, he had had this great larger-than-life life, and the award named after him. But in truth, he lived a, a do, like you said, a dual life. Yeah, complicated and sad. So that is The Man Who Ate Too Much by John Birdsall, read by Daniel Henning. Okay, well, you you and I both love talking about food forever, so <laughs> no you know, it's a good book for us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Alan. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're welcome. I look forward to it. As do I. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Naxos Audiobooks. After a 1,500-year break, the first Olympics of the modern era took place on April 6, 1896 in Athens. A History of the Olympics is a unique audiobook. Our review at Audiophile said, Barry Davis announces the history in an enjoyable, breezy manner. Written by sports journalist John Goodbody, with a fascinating personal documentary featuring one of Britain's leading Olympians, Stephen Coe. That's a history of the Olympics. I'm Joe Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.